What is up, guys? Welcome to episode five of the Vitality Unleashed podcast. We are your hosts, Lauren and Dylan, and today we are going to be going over a highlight of our week per usual, and then after that, we're getting into kind of a this or that episode when it comes to bulking versus cutting and meal plan versus macros today so we will be breaking down both of those in detail and just giving you our thoughts on the processes of them and which we prefer as well absolutely i'm super excited about this these are two questions i get asked a ton definitely more so by people who are newer to the space newer to competing obviously you see a lot of people just throwing around the words bulk cut macros and some people don't even know what the fuck that means at all so we're just going to get into the basics of it and we're going to get more in depth too on our specific opinions pros and cons of each and what we do prefer and how we do go about it with our clients so first off let's just start with kind of a recap of our past week so dylan anything new for you this past week i'm a new age Yes, yes, he did have a birthday last Friday. Yes, so by the time you guys are listening to this, it'll be like two weeks ago. But yes, I am now 23. I am an old man. Yay. Yeah, I I feel like 23 like is like an age where it's kind of like because I still see 22, like up to 22 is like a student, a kid. And I believe like 23 is when it's time to be a fucking adult. Like there's no excuses anymore. Not in this economy. <laughs> the people aren't adults till they're fucking 40 nowadays. <laughs> that's kind of like how I always saw it in my head growing up. I was like 23, 24. Like that's when you like are an adult adult. I always saw like 20. I, like when I was younger, I was like, damn, like when you're 20, that's so old. Now that I'm older than that, I'm like, no, that's so young. You're literally still a kid. Absolutely. It's just crazy. Cause then like, I try to like, I think back to like my mom was 23. I think when I was born, just crazy. I'm like, bro, like my parents were still kids. Like I just like that blows my mind. Like that's crazy. But yeah, good week overall. Yeah. Um, you guys know there's not typically much new with us. We grind every day we work hard we do the same thing on repeat because that's that's what's going to get yeah. us the best results we still worked on my birthday got client shit done everything like that uh that evening we did go out we had dinner by the beach it was a surprise from lauren so i didn't even know where we were going yeah was that your highlight of the week i would say my highlight i'm going to get more specific because this was an unplanned part of that date, we were just walking along the beach and the park next to the beach actually had a like Halloween movie playing just on a big projector. You'd go sit in the park and go watch it. And I love movies and I it was such a nice night out and it was just so awesome. We got to sit in the park and watch a movie and mm-hmm. also watch some crackheads almost kill each other. That was cool too. <laughs> Yeah, living in a city is so different. There's, It's like a kid family event, but then there's just a gang of just crackheads sitting watching the movie, just literal fucking. And they started screaming at each other. We're like, yeah. Where, where's the fucking cops? There's kids everywhere. It was crazy. But all around this weekend, we were out a lot. 
Um, Saturday, we also went to kind of a city event, and we definitely experienced the more ghetto side of our city. (laughs) By the train station, we did not know that we shouldn't probably walk that way. We definitely know now not to go that way at night. But oh my gosh, you guys, when I tell you there was like hundreds, hundreds of crackheads everywhere. It was insane. Yeah, like you hear like the meth heads, crackheads, like in Florida, that is no joke for real. There's so many. And living in a city of so much diversity as is, it's just crazy when you get into like the hot spots with the homelessness and everything. It's it's wild. Yeah, it was crazy. But all around, we love getting out, experiencing the city. I know we plan on going a couple places this coming weekend. It's Halloween weekend coming up, so there is a ton of events, like, yes. all on the same day. And, so we're going to have trouble even choosing. What and we it's want Yacht to Week. And it's Yacht Week, so the town is just fucking nuts right now. But it's fun being – we're dead center in the middle of the city, so we and we're high up, so we can kind of just – watch everything happens the only shitty part is the traffic that comes with yacht week and everything and people here are already terrible drivers that when a bunch of tourists are in it's and there's and there's construction on our way to the gym already on top of it so it's like instead of three lanes being open at some points there's literally only one so the traffic's fucking terrible but there is a gym actually being built right now that's a half mile from our apartment so we'll be able to walk there and it looks pretty sick so we're really excited for that to open so then we don't have to drive anywhere yeah and we're pissed because the sign up fee for our current gym was like it was astronomical it was like 500 bucks just to sign up we were like holy shit so we're not going to be getting that back we're going to be quitting this gym but this new gym that we're going to be going to is like a fucking quarter of the price so it is what it is yeah it's called amplify that's getting built it seems like it's between like between planet fitness and like a private gym it's like like in the middle ground between that but it's in walking distance gonna have all the equipment we need and that's all that fucking matters so we're really excited for that anyways that was our week and summary well two days the other five days we were just working from five (laughs) five a.m to five p.m but I guess let's hop into our first topic, bulking versus cutting. Dylan, can you kind of just give them an overview of what each means? Absolutely. So bulking is when you're trying to gain muscle mass. So for this, you're going to be in a calorie surplus. That means more calories than what your maintenance is. And that's what's going to allow you to put on weight, put on muscle mass so that's what bulking is while cutting is the opposite you're going to be in a calorie deficit calories are going to be lower than your maintenance and your goal there is to lose body fat so then you can reveal your hard-earned muscle yeah and i almost feel like the term bulking is a little bit more old school especially now or at least i think that it should be because it is used in the wrong manner a lot of the time people you're bulking they're like yeah, I get to get fat for winter. I have to get fat. I have to eat like shit to put on this extra muscle. And that's just so far from the truth. Putting on a bunch of extra body fat is not going to age you in any way. Even if you put on an extra pound of muscle by eating like dog shit, you're going to end up losing that because you have to shed off so much more body fat that obviously you're going to be losing more muscle mass in the process. So what the fuck was that? That was the cats doing something naughty. All right. That's concerning, but yeah, so 
there's no need for you to have to put on a bunch of excess body fat when you are going through a bulking phase. It's not going to help you in any way, shape or form. And it is just probably going to tank your mental health as well. If you hate what you see in the mirror, it does not have to be a miserable process. It does not have to be what a lot of people make it out to be. And I believe that especially dirty bulking, as they say, should be left far behind us. Have you ever dirty bulked before? Is that a trap you fell into? Honestly, no. No, I've never done a dirty bulk. I mean, I've definitely put on a little bit of excess body fat, but it was never anything crazy. And I was never doing it through eating shitty food. Like I was always eating clean while I did it. So yes, I probably ate a little bit more than I should probably just you know, not being patient enough with my metabolism, not letting it slowly build up because now I'm eating way more than I was eating then, but my body just wasn't ready for it. I didn't need as much food as I thought I did. But honestly, I was working with coaches since day one. So anything that I was doing was because a coach told me to. Yeah, that's really nice for sure. Yeah. Would you say you have dirty bulk? <laughs> oh, Yeah. Many times I just basically did the dirty balk and cut cycle for God. I mean, probably I started when I was 14, so probably 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, uh, 19. I would say like five or six years. Uh, yeah, I did the dirty balk and cut, especially the worst was after I blew out my knee because then I was depressed on top of it. So then I literally was just like, okay, well, I blew out my knee. I wasn't able to lift for like six months. And I said, fuck it. I'm just well, bulking. Is, I'm going to get as big as I fucking can. I'm going to put on as much muscle as possible. I don't care how fat I get. So I've definitely done it many, many times and I will never do it again. Yeah, I think it's a lot more common for men just because in general, they don't care as much about how they look. Yeah, and the 90s, like bodybuilders, early 2000s, like you saw them get fat. Like they would get fat fat in their off season even the biggest bodybuilders yeah, like oh my god especially if you are already a big bodybuilder with a shit ton of lean mass that's enough fucking pressure on your heart like yeah. you do not need to get fat on top literally like let's jay cutler will be competing at like 270 and he'll get like to fucking 350 like in the off season like crazy shit like that like yeah you see them pushing fucking six seven thousand calorie meals a day yeah just now yours yours um the classic physique competitor he was like over 300 pounds and i'm pretty sure his weight cap is like 230 240 and he his off season is over 300 pounds it's crazy yeah it's crazy but i get a lot of girls in my dms kind of confused they don't even know kind of what phase they should be in. They don't know if they should be cutting. They don't know if they should be bulking. So how do you think someone can best determine what type of phase they should be in? I think asking a coach is a great way to do it. Cause I'm just going to be honest. Like, yeah, you can act like you're self-aware enough to know if you should be bulking or cutting, but if you don't have the experience, you're probably going to have some body dysmorphia, looking yourself in the mirror. It's going to be harder for you to determine it yourself, just plain and simple. Uh, what you could do is there can be numbers that indicate it. So you could be looking at something like a DEXA scan or some sort of body scanner that's going to give you body fat, body composition. So you can see, okay, well, let's just say for a man, oh, my body fat is 25%. That means you're fucking fat. So that means you should probably cut. Oh, my body fat is 
11%. That means you can probably stand to lean bulk a little bit. I think it more so depends on one, yes, your current body composition, but two, the body that you are trying to achieve. Oh, yeah, of course. I think the most difficult place to be in is when you're, you know, you're small, you're pretty skinny, but these girls, they want to get that lean look. They don't have any muscle. They want to get that lean look. And then they're they're kind of in this skinny fat situation. So obviously their first train of thought is, yes, I want to lose that body fat. But that's going to be a very hard mm-hmm. process if you don't have any muscle underneath that. If your metabolism is already in a bad spot, it's going to be a very difficult spot. And I know it's so frustrating being in that position because you're like, yeah, I want to lose body fat. But is this the best route for me to go right now? It, it really it depends on so many different yeah. things that's when main gaining or body recomping mm-hmm. is the move i think for skinny fat people typically it's going to be either a very very lean gain slow or it's just going to be a total body recomp trying to maintain weight and yeah what is a body recomp so a body recomp is essentially you're going to keep your calories around maintenance but what you're going to do is practice progressive overload in the gym a very clean diet if you want to have a successful body recomp you need to have a clean diet and along with those you're gonna have a proper protein intake at least one gram per pound of body weight this is going to allow you to build muscle mass while maintaining weight so then as long as you're building muscle mass that means you're also gonna be losing body fat at the same time it is possible to do so some people are like oh you can't gain muscle and lose fat at the same time you can first of all fat no people who say fat becomes muscle that's wrong but the body does use fat to help it recover and so you can lose fat and it will actually help your muscles recover and help you build build muscle mass yeah if way. you're new to the gym i think one of the best things that you can do is honestly eat at your maintenance calories and just train hard you're going to be putting on muscle you're going to be losing body fat and while that's not ideal for everyone when you are new to the gym your body is going to be able to respond so much better mm-hmm. your body is going to respond so much faster so take advantage of it number one thing you need to not do when you're new to the gym is eat in a calorie deficit in all honesty unless you're super you're overweight wasting your time unless you're super overweight but this is a time that you need to take advantage of because you can put on so much lean muscle when you are new to the gym and if you're not eating properly you're going to be mad at yourself for it later. Yeah, that's one of the biggest mistakes people make is wanting to cut as soon as they get in the gym or get into fitness for the first time, whether that's skinny or skinny guys who are already under eating and then they just continue under eating. They're like, I'm going to lift to get big, but they don't change their nutrition at all to start eating more food. You have to make sure you're either in a calorie surplus or maintenance, depending on your body composition, everything like that. Because newbie gains, you put on so much more muscle your first year or so in the gym consistently lifting. You just want to capitalize on that the best you can because those gains, that pace will not last forever. 100% but one of the most common mistakes that I see people do that drives me absolutely mad especially in the competitor scene is bulking for three months cutting for three months bulking for three months cutting for three months Dylan how long do you think that you should be in each phase uh if you're on peds this is a different answer because you can put on muscle mass and make progress a lot faster but in my opinion especially if you're natural you should be bulking i mean for 
eight, I would say eight to 12 months at a time, depending on your right. But saying that, that's you can uh, do a mini cut after the eight months. I believe you should be an off season in a growing phase, but there will be mini cuts and things involved in this off season for fucking two years. I don't think you should be competing every year. I think that's a waste of time. Yeah, but not even just for competitors. I think that you need to be in a growing phase for at least twice as long as you're in a cutting phase. And I say at least because three months can be a very very good cutting phase 12 weeks is a great amount of time to, yeah if you're not a competitor yes yeah, 12 weeks is great just obviously it depends on how much fat you have to lose but your body cannot be in a calorie deficit for super long it's gonna need breaks it's gonna need maybe maintenance phases reverse diet phases but you cannot be in a calorie deficit for super long and expect your body to keep responding how you want it to your body's gonna need a break so it's super important to implement things like, yes, as you said, mini cuts, diet breaks, but also just making sure that you are actually in that growing phase, that health phase, that fixing your metabolism phase for at least twice as long as you are in that cutting phase. Absolutely, guys, because after you you come out of a cutting phase, you are going to need to build back up your metabolism, and that's already going to take a lot of time by itself. It can take months to build up your metabolism to a good place depending on where you're starting and that's just to get to that good place and then once you're in that good place you need to continue capitalize on growing and probably continue to push your calories up even more and keep growing just because you get your calories up you're like oh well i reversed i still have a good body composition it's been 12 weeks and my calories are a good spot guess it's time to cut again no that means you're just finally at a spot where you can maximize your off season yeah and yeah it's fucking frustrating no one likes being in a bulking phase forever but i'm we're 12 months into ours right now and yeah fucking sucks but yeah i still have another (laughs) fucking i still have at least another fucking like year yeah it sucks right now for sure because both of our calories are definitely getting to that uncomfortable spot where you just kind of feel weighed down almost sick all the time because you have to eat so much fucking food but it is what it is keep pushing through i'm honestly super excited for my cutting phase though yes guys and we're not eating to make ourselves sick to get fat remember we slowly have built up our calories to the places they are now we are not that much above stage weight it's yeah i've been maintaining my weight for close to six months now i've been maintaining my weight pretty much up and down a few pounds but yeah, my calories, we just keep pushing them and my weight's staying the same, so you gotta keep pushing them. My weight just fluctuates a fuckload, so I was 188, then started taking creatine again because when we moved, we ran out. I didn't take it for like a month or two. My weight shot up to like 193, 194 after I started that, after like a weekend of taking the creatine. And this morning I was like 198, which is pretty heavy for me. I'm probably going to stay between like 193 and 198 for like the entire time. Yeah, I my body loves sitting at around 140. So that's pretty much where I've been sitting for a while now. But my body is recomping a lot. Like the shape within the past like two weeks that we've been seeing is just like crazy different. And super happy with it. But we've also been thinking about 
changing our training split here soon. Actually, we're going to be moving into a four-day split rather than a five, which is pretty crazy. If you would have told me like a year ago that I would only be training four days a week, I would think you're crazy. But I really think that's kind of just maturing in the gym, realizing that sometimes less is more. Yeah, because you don't need to put your body under so much stress. Only so many sets are effective for your muscles. So it's like doing extra volume is just putting your body under more stress and probably limiting your gains more than it's helping it. I have suggested that we go to the gym five days a week, but the fifth day be something like a full body just rehab day where if you have shoulder pain, you do some movements, some stretches, yeah, things like that. Yeah, but we like can that. even just do that in our apartment gym. No? Yeah. Yeah, don't even have to go to the official gym. Just because right now getting to the gym is such a mess. It takes like 20, (laughs) it takes like 25 minutes for like a mile and a half drive. It's so fucking fast. Yeah, once we can walk, it's going to be just really enjoyable because we get, we do midday walks anyways. Exactly. So it'll, it'll just be so nice. I'm so excited for that. But back on topic now, kind of deviated a little bit. What do you think should look different from a, I don't even like to say bulk. I like to say building phase. What do you like? What do you think should be different from a building phase to a cutting phase? Well, building phase, you're in a calorie surplus. Cutting phase, you're in a calorie deficit. Other than that, you're training fucking hard for both. Other, exactly. you should be eating clean for both. There's not much of a difference other exactly. than calorie surplus, calorie deficit. The p- mistake people make is all of a sudden they go from they go from eating clean their entire cut to eating fucking mcdonald's every day in their bulk going out to eat drinking all the time like that is the mistake you make and that's called fucking binging and that's called having no self-control yeah it's crazy a lot of people treat bulking versus cutting like it should be a total night and day difference you're like oh i'm bulking of course i can go to mcdonald's what do you mean i'm bulking and i'm like all right, well, that is your decision if you are trying to put on in a ton of excess body fat and just feel like shit. And let's put aside the fact that this food is literally fucking poison. Like, that's beside the point right now. But fueling your body, training, like, how do you expect your muscles to grow? How do you expect your training performance to be amazing, to be improving every week if you're not fueling your body with proper fuel, if you're filling it with bullshit? Like, of course... Your digestion's not going to be good. Your training's not going to be good. Your energy's not going to be good. Everything is just going to suck. So yes, bulking versus cutting phases literally should look the same. Unless you're yeah. in a contest prep like cut, obviously, yeah, but, that's going to look a little different because you're not allowed but any Lauren, freedom. Lauren, but in my cutting phase, aren't aren't I supposed to do cardio every day? Aren't I supposed to get on the Stairmaster for Possib- an hour a day? Possibly. Again, it depends what kind of cut you're in. If you, Again, if you're in contest prep, your life is, yes, probably going to look a little bit different than your off-season, but it shouldn't look crazy different. Like, you know, yeah, you probably, you can't go out for that Gmail once a week anymore. You, nothing is ever negotiable, not that it ever should be, but hitting your steps is way bigger of a deal a day in contest prep than it is a day in off-season. Absolutely. me so, saying that you still should be doing it. What are your views on like cardio, going to the hot boxes to cut? Like, where do the where do you implement that type of thing into your cutting phase? Oh my gosh, we actually saw firsthand about a week ago. We were just chilling in the sauna because we like to do that before we go to sleep because it's super great for your sleep quality. Oh just, my god, my sleep quality has so been so good. Yeah, so we were in there and there was a middle aged lady. This is the most, like, 
stereotypical thing that you see middle-aged women do. She was, she brought a bunch of dumbbells from, like, inside of the gym. She brought them into the sauna. And, dude, like, when I tell you, she was, like, this sauna is 200 degrees. It's not a normal sauna. That is not safe let alone effective but she was she bought brought all these weights in there and she was just grinding like i guess respect to her but this was not safe this was not healthy she was like dry heaving like dying yes. i was like what the fuck is going on and this middle-aged woman she was lifting in there yeah this middle-aged woman zero muscle mass why because guys not eating and doing a bunch of light weight in the sauna is not what's going to get you a toned look not what's going to build you muscle it's going to fuck you so this is hard. why you need real bulking phases and this is why you need to lift heavy fucking weight stop with these light oh i have my 10 pound dumbbell if i do a ton of reps that's going to get me toned while i'm in the sauna guys that is not how it works the sauna is also not burning your body fat it is just making you sweat water yeah. Guess what? Drink a glass of water and that weight is going to be back on. So stop using the sauna as a fat loss tool because that is not what it is. It is great for other purposes, but I can kind of glad on this because that was me. Literally the start of my fitness journey, I did that same shit. I don't think I was ever lifting in the sauna, but I was doing cardio and saunas, bullshit like this. And I can confirm it didn't fucking work. I can't confirm. Yeah, the only thing I'm pro like sauna with is hot yoga, and that's just because it loosens you up more, so it actually yeah, makes absolutely. the yoga more effective. So hard though, so hard. <laughs> but what even was your original question? I think I got a little bit off here. Oh, I mean, you covered it pretty well. It's just like, how would you approach cardio and everything to the cutting phase? You know, because so I many cardio people... is the last result. I think you should start with. Minimal cardio, of course, a step count. I would always just start with a step count and honestly just keep it at that until you have to increase it. Guys, if your weight is moving down a pound a week, you do not need to change anything. You do not need to keep decreasing your calories. You don't need to keep increasing your cardio because that is going to be counterproductive. That is going to fuck you more in the long run. What are you going to do? Keep increasing your cardio. Keep decreasing your calories. Why? When you don't even have to. It's actually going to cause you to plateau way faster and way more often than you should. So honestly, a lot of my clients that are making the best progress that are actually adhering to their plan, they'll check in every week. I'm like, cool, no changes. Let's keep cruising. Your body's responding. Don't need to do anything for who knows, maybe five weeks at a time. You don't need to change anything just to make it feel like you're doing something different. It's going to be counterproductive. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Guys, if you get in too big of a deficit, that's when you start losing muscle mass. That's mm. when you start getting flat. That's when you have less progress in the gym. You start feeling worse mentally. Your body comes under more stress. You want to be in a minimal deficit to lose rate at a good pace. A good pace is around 1% of your body weight per week. That is a good general rule of thumb. If it's a little less than that, no big deal at all. If it is any more than that, I say like, do not, don't try to get it any more than the 1%. Yeah. I do not mind like a half percent depending on how big you are. Mm. Like I, I actually like my clients being more in the half percent to 
like three quarters of a pound range just because then they really do they put on muscle mass during this cut i have multiple clients where they do their measurements and literally by the time they drop 20 pounds their shoulders are wider their backs are bigger measurement wise but their body fat is five ten percent lower exactly and your weight not moving for one week does not mean you are in a plateau it does not mean that you need to change anything honestly like if my clients maybe don't lose weight for one two maybe even three fucking weeks i'm not gonna say that they're in a plateau your weight can fluctuate so much on a day-to-day basis first of all so daily weigh-ins are also a super great tool to use rather than just once a week but Sometimes if you just keep pushing it down when your body doesn't want to and when your body doesn't need to, again, it's just going to be so counterproductive. But I know us talking about this, you're like, bro, like, I don't even know what what a calorie deficit is for me. How many fucking calories do I actually need to eat? So Dylan, how can someone establish actually how many calories they're supposed to be eating? Well, if you have a previous diet history of tracking calories or anything like that, that's a good reference number. If you have any idea how many calories you've been eating, even if you don't know like what a surplus and a deficit is for you, if you have an idea of how many calories you typically eat per day, that's great. So one thing I would recommend doing is eat normal and track your food for a week. That is a great strategy to know around where your maintenance is at. If your weight is not moving while you're eating that much food, that means that that is probably your maintenance calories. And another thing you can do is use a TDEE calculator. You put in some of your body stats in there, age, weight, height, things like that, activity level, and it'll show you what they would predict your maintenance is. So you can look at both these numbers, find a number in between or i usually like to say okay if you have been tracking your food for a week you're at maintenance your weight hasn't moved drop your calories by a couple hundred and then see how your weight goes from there if your weight still isn't moving after like two weeks drop it again and that's then you'll figure out what a deficit is and if it's a surplus just flip that instead of dropping calories raise them yeah so honestly the number one thing that i would do here's exactly what i would do so determine kind of what's going on with your body first say am i losing weight am i gaining weight just on within your average day life am i losing weight am i gaining weight am i just maintaining my weight most people are just maintaining their weight because they've been been eating the same weight for so long their body is just adapted so let's say you're maintaining your weight that means you're what you're eating right now is your maintenance and you're probably not eating the exact same number of calories every day so Here's what I would do. I would track exactly what you eat every day for a full week, for seven days. Don't change anything, anything. Literally just eat exactly how you would. Yep. Go out with your friends, go get some drinks, track yes. all of your drinks too. If exactly. you're going out to the bar, fucking track it. Take an average of those seven days. So say you're eating 2,000 one day, 1,000 the next day. Average out these seven days to get your just the average and that's going to be your maintenance calories so Mm -hmm. from here is where you can do the work so say that number ends up being 2000 and you want to lose weight i would start by eating 1700 calories if you're trying to gain a little bit of muscle i would go 2300 calories start there eat at 1700 sees what see what happens if you lose a pound great keep it there and you can literally keep it at that number until your body stops responding and vice versa how much weight is too much to be losing how much weight is too much to be gaining where you need to adjust those calories 
Losing, as you said before, I would say 1%. But again, don't just rely on one week. Give your body at least two weeks. If it doesn't move for one week, that does not mean that your body is plateaued. But yeah, I would say 1% of your weight is what you could aim to lose per week. And gaining per week, I would say 1% of your... Gaining, I would say 1% of your weight per month. So it is a lot slower of a process. Yeah, because... Say you're losing a pound a week, that's 1% of your body weight, then you can aim for gaining a pound a month. Yeah, because putting on muscle mass way harder than putting on fat or putting taking off fat. It's just, yeah, putting on muscle mass takes so much fucking time. Yeah, you're not going to be putting on more than that one pound of muscle per month. So anything extra that you're putting on is just body fat. Exactly. So that's why there's no point in gaining the extra weight because it's not going to help you in the end. All right, well, I think we covered bulking versus cutting pretty well. So now let's hop into meal plan versus macros. And if Mm. you don't know what the fuck we're talking about here, just hang tight because we're about to explain everything. But there's definitely a very hot topic still. I feel like a lot of old school coaches especially are still stuck on their ways with the meal plans. And while meal plans are great, I think they are great. They're just not as sustainable, in my opinion. And, of course, contest prep is a different story if you think that's what you need to do for that. But off-season, I think that there is no there's no reason More. that you need to be following a meal plan that your coach gives you of chicken and broccoli. Yeah, so can you break down what a meal plan is and what uh, macros are? Yeah, so a meal plan, I mean, pretty fucking basic. It's what your coach would be giving you, just telling you this is what you need to eat every single day eat it on repeat, don't deviate from plan. Whereas macros, your coach would be giving you a number of carbs, a number of fat, a number of protein to hit, and you would be going off on your own, choosing what foods you want to eat that are going to fit within these macros. So obviously the macro option is going to be a lot more flexibility, but people have preferences. We give our clients a choice if they want to do macros or meal plan because some people just do better on the structure and especially a lot of newbies that don't have experience tracking macros they're a lot more successful on a meal plan at first so we'll typically start them on a meal plan so they can just kind of get into the swing of things figure out what a day of eating should look like and then slowly they can start trying to track their macros on their own of course with our overview but it it really just depends on the fucking person like that's that's my opinion i don't know what's your opinion here yeah, I would say it depends on the person, of course, because what is sustainable for you is the approach you want to take. In my opinion, meal plan is the most effective yeah, for results, but a lot of people aren't going to stick to it. And if you're not going to stick to it, then there's no point in doing it. So might as well do macros if you can't stick to the meal plan. Exactly, because what happens so many times is people will be like, oh, I want to be on a meal plan and they just can't comprehend the fact that it's it's meal plan or nothing it's not meal plan with a little bit of deviation it's not meal plan with an extra snack. yeah it's women not, women are way worse <laughs> when it comes to that it's God. not meal plan and being able to skip meals here and there it's meal plan or nothing but that's why we offer the more flexible option the macros because the important thing here is your total daily calories the overall calorie number not not just because you're eating healthy means it's okay, means it's on plan. If it's not written on that meal plan, you're not fucking eating it. So obviously, yeah, the meal plan is more strict 
it is more restrictive. And I think the number one thing that kind of bothers me when coaches are giving their athletes meal plans is that they are not giving them enough variety within this meal plan. It's only white carbs. It's only simple carbs. It's it's the same foods on repeat forever. And they only have, you know, five different foods in their diet. And that's going to cause a lot of issues later down the line because their body's going to become so reliant on these foods that when other foods are left out for so long, your body can develop intolerances to them, which is personally what happened to me. Um, I was on a meal plan of literally just fucking fish and asparagus for weeks and weeks on end so my body actually developed a lot of intolerances which is going to affect me for the rest of my life like i can't eat dairy i will tell you ian valer was just talking about that where he had all these intolerances and he said once he quit bodybuilding he said oh i just start fucking eating it he said every day absolutely eventually his body got over it but he was like oh i just felt like shit for like a month and then he said he's good now he can eat whatever he wants i completely think that is definitely could happen but i just don't have a month right now to go through that yeah that's that's like 10 years down the line but yeah so meal plan that's the thing meal plan can be great as long as you just make sure the diversity is in there like for my clients of course i always make sure there's adequate fiber in there i always make sure that there's some dairy in there everything like that unless they have gut issues previously where we need to specifically do something anti-inflammatory for them then it will be more restrictive but that is specifically because of their previous health conditions yeah so where i think macros get their bad reputation is the if it fits your macro approach super common approach people be like oh yeah if it fits my macros i can eat it i actually used to argue with one of my old gym friends so bad on this because he'd be like oh yeah like yeah i'm eating fast food for every meal it's not making a difference it fits in my macros what do you mean we would argue so hard on this because it's not the same it is going i promise you if you're eating 2,000 calories of fucking mcdonald's you're going to look and feel way different than if you're eating 2,000 calories of clean food i promise you guys i did just the if it fits your macros for a while and when i started just eating straight up just clean whole foods my body composition completely changed yeah so that is not what we mean when we say we do the macro approach with our clients they are not just given the freedom to eat whatever the fuck they want some of them will some of some of them of course will but we advise them not to yeah we at (laughs) least we we provide them with a food list and we say hey these are good foods to eat you should try to eat these but you know some clients aren't some clients are just going to stick their macros and i will say women do have a harder time when it comes to eating that fast food and everything just because women typically have more gut issues and everything so when they're eating the fast food consistently or fitting others just like processed foods in their diet it's worse for them than some guys can literally just some guys can pull it off pretty yeah but i'm what i'll say is these people that are doing that that are eating fast food on a regular basis they're typically not getting like fucking McDonald's. They're getting like Chick Fil A, Chipotle, yeah. things like yeah. that. They're not doing like crazy shout, shit. Shout like, out Roland. Yeah, shout out Roland. That's exactly what Dude, I was saying. It's no. like two. Like he, I've seen him get fucking. He got Chick Fil A, Chipotle same day. He'll get like something from like five guys and Chipotle on the same day. He doesn't give a but shit. But honestly, I think Chick Fil A is so fucking clean, and obviously Chipotle is super clean. Like Chick Fil A is yeah. probably the cleanest fast food that you can get. So. Yes, here and there. But 
this is us saying like we we do macro approaches and we don't eat whole foods 100% of the time. I mean, 99% of the time we do, but we still go out and there's this fucking cookie place down the street that we love and we can find the macros for it. We're like, cool, we want to have this tonight. Cool, it fits in our macros. Yeah, it's not perfect, but we're fitting it within our macros. We're fitting it within our plan. Yes, you should eat whole foods most of the time, but it is completely cool if you want to fit not completely clean food within your macros. Sometimes that's what the macro approach is for. So you can still stay on plan while eating these foods that you want to eat. Yeah, what I would recommend is basically like for our clients who are on meal plans, it's meal plan and one cheat meal a week. Mm-hmm. For macro clients, I would recommend majority of the week at least monday through friday you are eating clean whole foods and then on the weekend maybe you you know you go out to eat or you pick up fast food once or something like that as long as you're still hitting your macros like that's okay it's just it's it's about finding the balance that works for moderation like my client amanda i have fucking reese's cups in her meal plan every single day because she's like this is what will help me stick to my meal plan 100 we've done that and i'm like cool Two Reese's cups a day isn't going to fucking kill you. She's eating like 2,500 calories. Like it's such a small portion. Yeah, Lauren did that. Yeah, I did that forever. Like whatever, especially as your calories start to get high. I think once you get like your, if you are hitting your fiber intake, that is a good sign that you have enough complex carbs, that you have enough nutrients that you have enough clean food in your diet and then there's typically this kind of excess amount of carbs which i'm eating 450 carbs a day right now i have a lot of excess carbs that i have to get through sugars unfortunately i've tried to limit my sugars especially for acne reasons because it inflames my face a lot but i'm like i just have to accept it at this point i'm eating 450 carbs a day I'm gonna have to eat a lot of sugar. Like, that's just how it is. I'm gonna have to eat some processed food because there's there's kind of that give and take because you your fiber can't get too high either. So you can only have so many complex carbs. You can have, only have so much whole food before your fiber starts to get too high and then your sugar starts to get too high. So you have to find that good mix, that good balance that works for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just inevitable. You're going to have to get in some added sugars or something at some point. I just hammer my food with honey and I drink a lot of intracarbs. That's how I'm going to get in a lot of it. But you just eat as clean as you can. Do not use the high calories as an excuse to get McDonald's. Again, you can have Chick-fil-A, Chipotle, but come on, like pick the healthier options at least if you're going to go have something a little more calorie dense. Yeah, Dylan. So I want you to get into the pros and cons of a meal plan and then I'll get into the pros and cons of macros. Oh, absolutely. All right. So meal plan, I'll just explain it how we do it for our clients. We are going to give you one day. So this is what you eat every single day for the week. It is updated weekly. Yeah, if people ask me sometimes, they're like, where's my meal plan for the other days? And I'm like, girl, you think you're going to have a different meal plan every day? (laughs) That would be so much work on not only me, but you too. That'd be so fucking hard. Yeah, so we have that meal plan for the day. And then let's just say someone eats like four meals. We have all four meals planned out, snack, whatever it is. You eat that same thing every fucking day. You get one cheat meal, not cheat day, cheat meal per week. And we always recommend, quote, don't be an asshole. Because you know if you're being egregious, if you're binge eating, 
getting a burger and fries and having one or two beers with your friends is different than having two burgers and fries and getting blackout drunk with your friends. There, There's a line to what the cheat meal is. So with the meal plan, consistency, that is the biggest pro, right? Consistency breeds results. So if you can genuinely stay consistent on your meal plan, check your fucking boxes, eat everything on there, nothing more, nothing less, you will get amazing, amazing results because we are designing your meal plan. We know you're getting everything that you need to get in. The cons, the just no fucking variation. You're eating the same thing every day. You do not have the option if someone invites you out Thursday night, if you already are taking your cheat meal because let's just say your significant other and you have a dinner planned that weekend and someone invites you to go out, better bring your meal plan dinner with you because you are not going to go eat a burger and fries that night because you have you are on your meal plan you need to stick to it so that is the con less flexibility but if you have gut issues or certain dietary restrictions i believe a meal plan is great if you can stick to it because we can really make sure that you're not eating anything inflaming you because a huge mistake people make with the macros approach is that they're going to eat something that fucks up their gut or they're continuously eating something that, that they don't know is messing with their body. And we can make sure that that is eliminated with the meal plan. Mm-hmm. All right, so pros and cons of macros. Pros, obviously, you get a lot more flexibility. Honestly, you can go out to eat every single night if you want to, but you have to learn how to track. You have to learn how to pre-track. Um, obviously... Yeah, just I'd say really the only pro is a lot more flexibility. You can eat different things on a day-to-day basis. Cons, it is a lot more work on your part. You need to be comfortable with tracking macros. You need to be putting in more time, putting in more effort to make sure that you're doing it correctly. Yes, if you have gut issues, there can be a lot more issues coming into play because I remember in my early days when I was on macros and I had a very bad relationship with food, I would be trying to eat a lot of diet hacking foods, you know, those 10 calorie noodles, uh, fucking all these just low calorie snacks that do not serve you. They are full of so much bullshit. And I was pretty much just trying to eat as much food as I possibly could to fit within my macros, trying to hack it, trying to get as much volume as possible. But that will never turn out well for you. It caused so many gut issues for me, so many mental issues, so many acne issues, issues all around. Stop fucking diet hacking. Just stick to these regular single ingredient whole foods. Please, God, take it from me. Don't go down that path. If you are in that bad of a place with food, you probably just need to take a step back, eat more food, fix your hunger cues, all that type of stuff. There's probably something hormonal going on, but Diet hacking, macro hacking is definitely something super common that comes with and macro tracking. So that's definitely a huge con of it, 100%. Yeah, guys, and your gut is connected directly to your brain. If you have poor gut health, that is going to, to directly lead to worse mental health as well. So it's definitely something you need in check. If you cannot be responsible with what you're eating, then you should 110% go on the meal plan approach. Yeah, so especially with something in a something like a strict cut or a strict dieting phase like a contest prep i think a lot of the times having less variables is going to serve you better because then when an issue does arise it's a lot easier to figure out what's causing the problem 
especially if you struggle with a lot of digestion. If you have digestive issues, I think 100% you need to be on a meal plan for a contest prep. 100% it's going to serve you so much better because let's be real, getting towards the end of a contest prep, diet hacking is going to come into play. You're going to try to eat only vegetables for your carbs and it is going to turn out bad. You're going to have a lot of digestive issues. So yes, I think having less variables in a strict cutting phase where you need everything to go right, you don't have room for mistakes like a contest prep, I think a meal plan with less variables would probably serve you best as long as you have enough variety within that meal plan. Yeah, I 100% believe in meal plans for competitors. I just... I think if you're a competitor, you should be able to stick to a meal plan. If you yeah, can't stick I'll, to a meal I plan... I let co- clients do macros if they're seasoned and or not clients but i only let competitors for a prep do macros if they're seasoned and i trust that they're going to be making good food choices but we also have access to be able to see our clients food logging so we can see it yeah we know what they're eating if they're having issues weight spikes things like that we can check that we can be like okay we need to lock in or if someone keeps fucking up we're like okay you need to be on a meal plan but yeah competitors i mean if they're on macros early on and they know they've tracked many times they have experience sure at the start of their prep they can start macros i'm sure they'll drop weight fine get good results but the leaner they get the harder and harder it is to drop weight and the more locked in you need to be so i believe at the latest eight weeks out you should be on a meal plan in my opinion uh because you just need that time to make sure everything is locked in and have that consistency with all the variables locked in as well because that's going to help improve your results in peak week as well. Yeah, absolutely. But I think we covered everything pretty well here. To conclude, I mean, just there's so many old school approaches and old school style coaches that I do think need to evolve a little bit, need to accept that, yeah, not all these young people want to be on a meal plan every day of their fucking life things like bulking you know these words that we used to use macros bulking like they can have different meanings now and there's a right way to go about everything so it's about evolving as the sport evolves absolutely guys so when it comes to that to summarize bulking calorie surplus one percent of your body weight per month gaining should be your goal cutting one percent of your body weight down per week in a calorie deficit and bulking you should be bulking for twice as long as you're cutting at least yep meal plan versus macros summarize it depends on the person meal plan is stricter but it might serve you better macros give you more flexibility but it might cause you some issues absolutely absolutely So guys, that is our podcast for today. Please, please, please leave a five-star review if you have any questions about these topics at all or want to suggest something else you want us to talk about. Feel free to message either of us on Instagram. My Instagram is new. I changed my name. Body by Dylan is my Instagram. Dylan is D-I-L-A-N. Lauren, what is your Instagram? My Instagram is hickey.fit with two T's, so F-I-T-T. So yes, our DMs are quite literally always open. We will respond to anything and everything. Absolutely, guys. This That's our episode for this week. Peace.